Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, uh, we left Apogee Stadium, uh, what, about an hour and a half ago or so, and we're back home. Uh, got done with the LSU 2023 spring game. We, I mean, a lot of takeaways might be a strong, you know, a strong sentence, but I think there were some palpable, you know, tangible takeaways from from this game. Where do you want to start uh, in a thirty-two to thirty-two tie of the offense and defense? Yes, there were no winners. Just no winners. Just the tie. Everybody has to um, We have to start at quarterback. I mean, Brian Kelly said this week that. They had five, like their O-line was not deep. They only had like seven or eight guys, six or seven guys, healthy scholarship O-linemen all spring. They made it through, kudos to them, but they had five starters. They had all the receivers minus Aaron Anderson. They had a couple of running backs and Jaden and Garrett were out there all spring. So Brian Kelly said, when we go offense versus defense, I think the quarterbacks are going to look good. And Daniels, 10 of 11 for 168, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Nussmeyer, five for eight for 140, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Both of them were very efficient, as Brian Kelly said. And overall this spring, Kelly said what you saw with that efficiency, pushing it downfield was what they had been working on. This is the best one-two punch at quarterback in the SEC. And it's a consensus feel from a lot of people that Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback coming into the SEC, returning for this season it's also clear that Nussmeier is probably the best backup and could be starting at a lot of places. He decided not to enter the portal uh, during the first window. The second portal window is just about done. He doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So this is a quarterback room for me, Matty B, that sets up very well for the long haul because you've got a year of Jaden and Nuss, and then you have Nuss after that. Yeah, I mean, eventually I, I'd have to – I mean, I'll defer to you, but, I mean, it's got to be one of the best quarterback rooms in LSU history. I, this is a one-two punch. Garrett Nussmeyer continues to just floor me. I'm waiting for one of these long balls to be overthrown by 10 yards or, you know, intercepted because it's underthrown by five yards. They're just perfect every time. So, yeah, the, the, the quarterback one-two point punch is uh, incredible because Jaden Daniels, like you said, I think starts, but – at the end of the day, it's hard for me to imagine a year where Garrett Nussmeyer doesn't step in and, you know, have a maybe a second half or a fourth quarter or a third quarter where he comes in and completes a couple big passes and elevates this team to a win that they might not have won in in the in last year. So it's that's an interesting situation. I do like Brian Kelly also mentioned Garrett Nussmeyer had the second string offensive line with him as well, which is a very big deal for an offensive line that, we, like we said, has like six seven uh, scholarship players on it so he talked about guys moving from defense line to offense line just so they had numbers uh so even with that in mind Garrett Nussmeyer's performance he took a couple sacks because of it but at the end of the day Garrett Nussmeyer is a very 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 talented quarterback there so the one-two punch there um if we continue with offense Kyron Lacey I mean it's kind of the obvious follow-up to that because he started off the scrimmage with a one-handed grab then turns around and shakes off, I don't remember who it was, Greg Brooks and all the other guys, and gets in the end zone for a 70-yard touchdown. 
Um, Kyron Lacy has cemented himself at worst as the number three receiver on this team. And I had, we'd said this on the podcast before I'd heard it from, like I said, some coaches around the high school coaches convention on the LSU staff. We're talking about Kyron Lacy having a big spring. I asked Brian Kelly about it before the spring game. And he said, he's a completely different player. The focus is there. We saw it last year with drops in games, drops in practices that were uncharacteristic for a guy of his talent level that had played really well in high school, had played a lot at UL for a couple of years, and then was coming in here and with the expectation that he would look like he did today. And I think it just took a year of getting settled into the SEC, knowing he belonged in that receiver room. And now that Kayshawn and Jure are no longer on the team, gone to the NFL, the space is there for him to move into as a starter. And I'm with you. He cemented that for me today. And it's it wasn't not just that catch and run, um, but the fact that he was targeted five times, caught four balls, led the way in receiving, and clearly went out to assert himself as a guy who was going to make big plays for this offense. And, hey, look, as they push the ball downfield, as they look for explosive plays, Lacey showed today he can deliver it. He can catch a ball, make a move, and – Dragged about four guys uh, to the end zone after that. I don't know if that's great for LSU's defense. You, Matt House is going to be screaming about how that should have been tackled at about the 30-yard yeah. line, but yeah, kudos to Kyron. Yeah, we'll talk about the defense in a little bit. But um, I thought it was pretty – I don't have any other major takeaways from the receiver group. Um, Malik, I, and, Malik and Brian Thomas looked good. Like, those are your top three. And, hey, shout-out Landon Ibietta, your man. Uh, yeah. Caught a, what, like 50-something-yard touchdown at least? Yep. 70 maybe? Yeah. Yeah, um, big reception from him. I thought he looked good in the return game as well. Uh, it was good to see Chris Hilton out there running around. Uh, we'll get to some of the defense standouts in a bit and refer back to Hilton. But uh, Kyle Parker, Jalen Brown got some run. Kyle Parker got some receptions. I don't think Jalen Brown caught a ball. But um, overall, receiver room, outside of Lacey and maybe IBET, I think it looks pretty much on par with what we expected there. It's a very, very good room, especially when you – when you now include Lacey into the upper echelon, we'll see what Aaron Anderson looks like when he gets back as well. Yeah. And Aaron Anderson is, I mean, he's a guy who's five, eight probably. So he looks a lot different than the other receivers, but he's got a speed and, and shiftiness element yeah. to him that um, kind of fits that bill of being different. Why they really wanted to bring him back from Alabama after he left Louisiana as one of the best players in the state. Um, I'll say this about running backs. There wasn't much to take away because Noah Kane and Trey Holly were the only two running backs they had all spring on scholarship. I thought Noah Kane had some good blocks. Trey Holly obviously is just getting his feet wet as an early and early, but he got plenty of run uh, this spring. But John Emery is the veteran. Brian Kelly said he's still working on academics, but there's still a path for him to be on the team. Caleb Jackson, another top 100 player, top 150 player, comes to the team this fall. And then you had two guys out there, neither of which hit the portal. I think maybe people thought one of them and Armani Goodwin may entertain it, but Josh Williams and Armani Goodwin, who played a lot of football for LSU last year, both were at the game on the sidelines, obviously recovering from injury. It looks to me, and he said that Goodwin's injury could last beyond fall camp, or at least he was the only one that was iffy for fall camp, is what Brian Kelly said earlier this spring. But he was, I thought it was the, he was the only one that wasn't going to be available at the beginning of summer camp. Maybe that was he it, was- until fall camp. So yeah. I'm TBD on the position because you've got six guys who I think are probably all talented enough to get out there and get some run. Yeah, I think that's a good assessment of it. I, I mean, run. They didn't even run the ball that much, really. Um, no. Until until Ricky Collins got in the game, and then they started handing it off a bit. Shout out to Ricky Collins as well for not, you know, Brian Kelly doesn't put him in the red jersey. So every play with Ricky Collins is live until he is down. 
And Brian Kelly said afterwards, he said, I don't want to hamper the progress of a kid who's coming into the program and be like, Hey, now you're going to not try, you know, slow up because you know, they're just touching you. He was like, Nope, go all the way. I want you to get tackled. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, yeah, I mean, Ricky Collins, is, it's hard to pull anything from early enrollee guys. He's going to be perfectly fine as the third quarterback this year. Uh, tight end, uh, um, Mac Markway ended up not playing, so that hurt your uh, your draft pick there. Yeah. Um, well, and look, tight end is one where – I mean, they only had one scholarship guy out there today, and he's an early enrollee in Jackson yeah. McGohan. So yep. Mason Taylor will be back. Camorian Pimpton, who's a stud, gets onto the team this summer. You'll continue to work along these two other freshmen in addition to Pimpton who are here for the spring and you'll see what you have. But I think simply put, and we didn't touch on O-line. I mentioned that they didn't have a lot of the guys out there, but you've got all four high school O-line signees coming this summer. You've got Mason Lunsford from Maryland coming. They've offered another offensive lineman out of the portal. It's one of those things where I feel like the offense as a whole, I know what they are because almost all of them were on the team last year and from quarterback to O-line to, wide receiver to running back and they continue to get better as the year goes on. Certainly they sputtered a bit in November, but guys were getting banged up. I think it's clear though, that if guys are making leaps from year one to year two, and that's everyone from Jaden Daniels to Emory Jones and Will Campbell, your freshman offensive tackles that they were good enough last year to beat teams like Bama. They'll be yeah. better this year. So I, for me, defense is the one thing we're really talking about this offseason. I know what the LSU offense is. Exactly. Um, no real change. I mean, on the offensive line, we knew what the starting offensive line was with Campbell, Dellinger, Martinez, Frazier, and Jones. Nothing changes there. The second string was all over the place. I mean, Bo Borland got some snaps at center. Uh, like, like I said, some guys were flipping from defense to offense there. Uh, so it was a very interesting situation, but uh, I'm not super concerned with the offensive line um, at this moment. As far as starters go, depth is another story. We'll see how that plays out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Defense. I feel like there's a lot more takeaways from this game on the defense side of the ball. Uh, if we start up front, obviously no Makai Wingo, no Mason Smith, no Jordan Jefferson, who I'm very, very high on. Uh, but we did get to see a starting duo of Jacoby and Guillory and Parrish Shand on the inside. Uh, Savion Jones and Ovia Gofu as the edge rushers, obviously a Gofu at Jack. But I will say a Gofu and Swinson, we have a lot of questions. I still I say have because I still have them, but they looked very, very good. They looked good. They didn't look like B. Joe Jolari, but they looked very good. And Jackson Howard, the early enrollee, yeah. made a, a sack early on, or at least got yeah. in on a, a sack early on. Mm-hmm. I'm still saying 
that I the jury's out for me there. Now, look, even Kelly said afterwards that Gofu is a saving grace for them because he's a veteran presence. He got yeah. him through a spring ball. He's going to play a lot. Either we're going to get a rotation there or Deshaun Womack comes in and, and really stands out. And look, we saw him today on the sidelines. He is 6'5", 270. Doesn't look like he should still be in high school, which technically he should be. Early enrollee, didn't get to work out in the spring because of a shoulder injury, but uh, had that surgery, got it all cleaned up after his um, back in December, January. So he's good for the summer and fall. That's one of the more intriguing that like D end. In fact, really a lot of the D line Jack is intriguing to me because in a good way, they have a lot of depth and whether that just means they rotate a lot, that's great because last year, like four guys played every single snap for him. So you'd love that. But I also still think a guy like Womack really emerges for him. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, like I said, it doesn't completely answer my questions, but it was good at least to see those two get after a little bit. Um, at linebacker, Harold Perkins, inside linebacker, uh, got to see him play there. Greg Penn did not play, uh, so it was Omar Spates and Harold Perkins at the, at the inside spots, which it was throughout spring for the most part. I don't have any – I'm interested to go back and watch the game again, if nothing else, just because I want to see what Harold Perkins did at inside linebacker. At times, to me, it kind of got lost in the shuffle of everything, whether it was run plays, whether it was pass coverage, blitzing, all that stuff. The only time it really stood out how good he is is when he came up um, one of the gaps on a blitz and just lit up Noah Kane and was right there in the quarterback's face and was like, that's Harold Perkins. And that's why I've said all all year, all offseason, I should say, I want him in an attacking position. And that's my hesitation with putting him at inside linebacker um, because it might limit him at times in that spot. But um, very, I mean, Brian Kelly said he had a very good game. I'm going to go back and watch it a little more closely because um, it didn't really stand out besides that play. Yeah, it, right. Brian Kelly did say afterwards that he had a, he thought Harold Perkins looked yeah. like Harold Perkins. And all spring we've heard that same thing. So I feel, and I wrote this in the tidbits too, uh, on the side about some takeaways. Omar Spates is going to be one of the steals for them in the transfer portal just yeah. because you now compare them to at linebacker together. You've got Greg Penn, who led the team in tackles a year ago. We know what West Weeks can do. Whit Weeks picked off Ricky Collins and yes. took it back for a touchdown. So they've got, they're not like super deep at middle linebacker, like the two linebacker spots, but they do have really good talent there who are solid players and a combination of transfers, returning guys, nice signees. And Harold Perkins is obviously. Uh, sort of the cherry on top in terms of just how good they can be. Um, I like the linebacker room. Yeah. Uh, Whit Weeks, that play by Whit Weeks kind of just epitomized everything we love about Whit Weeks and what he can be with this team. Um, awesome in space, awesome hands, great reactions, all that stuff. All right, the secondary. This is the interesting spot here, Shay. Um, at corner, the two starters, I believe, were Zy Alexander and J.K. Johnson. Second string was Denver Harris and Terrence Welsh. Uh, those four got pretty much all of the snaps at corner. Um, really, for me, this comes down to LaTerrence Welsh was flat out awesome. Granted, he went against second string for the most part. Chris Hilton, uh, Jalen Brown, Greg Clayton shut all of them down. Um, Denver Harris was hit or miss for me at times. Is that, I don't. I'm not too worried about Denver Harris. I me think neither. they're testing him. They're bringing him along. They're not just yeah. handing him. A starting job he's got to earn it because of coming from AM and being yeah. dismissed from AM for half the season really yeah mm, i like their second team guys if denver and laterrence welsh are playing or 
can play like they can play, and you've got J.K. Johnson and Zai, I'd feel very good about it. I think the storyline for me was Deuce Chestnut, who comes from Syracuse, uh, didn't play this spring, but he's another corner they took. All we talked about really was the four transfers, and LaTerrence Welsh was the only one who had any pass breakups, looked very solid in coverage. Suddenly, in his second year, can he play spoiler? Can he start stealing reps from guys who we thought were going to be the starters? Yeah, that's going to be the interesting thing in this fall is how this all shakes out. Like you said, ultimately, I think Denver Harris gets the job done, and I think he gets the starting job. Me too. Um, after that, I would probably put Zy Alexander in, in first place for the second job because watching J.K. Johnson, I like him. He did get attacked a little bit today, which isn't, you know, it's not all his fault because there were some situations that were not favorable to him, like the Jaden Daniels underthrown ball that, you know, often right. gets called for inter- uh, pass interference. But regardless, we'll see how that plays out. Nickel, I didn't see anything crazy from Sage Ryan today or Jordan Allen, really. Um, like you said, I could very well see Deuce Chestnut coming in here and maybe making some noise at that spot. Yeah, I don't know. I still like Ryan, too. I think he's got enough nickel experience to where they're going to want to play him. Um, I do like what Jordan Allen's done. So, again, corner nickel were two spots. Corner nickel and safety. But I feel good about corner nickel being two spots they needed to get depth at, and they have depth at. Um, Safety, still jury's out for me. I know Greg Brooks got to play today, which is great. Major Burns, you hope to have back for the fall, obviously, and be ready to roll for the season. And they can be your starters again. Then you've got two starters back. But I just still don't know what they have after that. Um, I'll tell you what. They played Javian Toviano a yes. lot. They played him a lot of snaps today. Um, he was getting his work in that safety nickel, wherever they needed him. He was getting those snaps in. That so. was a big commitment for them to get. He Huge. looks physically ready, too. He can play in the SEC early, whether that's at corner nickel or safety. But I do, I did like what he did uh, at safety on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of freshmen we've talked about, uh, early enrollee freshmen nonetheless, we've talked about a lot on this. Uh, last thing before we go, kicker position. Damian Ramos and Nathan Divert. a lot of misses today. Um, obviously, we don't have any answers. This isn't like one of those like, oh, just put in, you know, the backup or something. Those are two competing for the starting job here. Um, are we just, we're just, we're okay. Yeah. I, well, there's, unless they're grabbing some late portal edition, then yeah, this is, these are the two guys and Damian Ramos kicked for them all last year. Dybert was a rookie, you know, true freshman. So they didn't throw him uh, in there right away, but now yeah. in his first off, or second off season, I should say, both those guys will have multiple years under their belt. So it seems like they've opened the competition pretty wide for them. And, both of them missed on their only attempt beyond 40. Ramos hit at the end from 30-something to tie mm-hmm. the game at, as time expired, and that was it. But yeah. I don't – We uh, Brian Kelly even said it. It's way too early to even know which one's out front, let alone name a starter. So this is one that you keep working through all the way until September when you play Florida State and you make the decision then. Yeah. Last thing I'll say, uh, kick returner slash punt returner. It looks like Greg Clayton is still the punt returner at this moment. Um, I would like to see Landon Ibieta at kick returner personally um, and go from there. They played, no, they did Noah Kane at kick returner once. They did um, Ibieta and they did Clayton. I think they did someone else. I don't remember. But uh, regardless, we'll see if they can find a punt returner um, that they like. That's on, you know, whether it's Aaron, Kyle Parker. Kyle Parker got second. The second Aaron round. Anderson, who was unavailable this spring, could be the answer. It was is supposed to be the answer. Yes, he is supposed to be the answer. So hopefully Aaron Anderson comes through there. But yeah, that's it. There's the rundown. Less than 20 minutes of the uh, LSU spring game. 
I uh, hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, leave us five star rating and review or rating or a, no, that's on the audio side. Audio side, leave us five star rating and review. YouTube, leave us a like, comment, share, and subscribe, and send it to your friends. Either way, we greatly appreciate it. So, for Shay Dixon, I'm Matthew Bruni, and we will be back next week to talk to y'all again. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply